welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch of Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Thank you for being here for part two of the NFL Draft Preview. As you heard in part one, my guy TJ Serrato shared his thoughts as a 49ers fan, what he's hoping the franchise will do Thursday night on ABC, ESPN, the NFL Network, as the 49ers hold the number three pick and Kyle Shanahan is already stated that they're looking for a starting quarterback, even though they do have Jimmy Garoppolo remaining on the roster. So we shall indeed see what takes place in the coming days, maybe coming weeks, with the whole Garoppolo-San Francisco situation. Now, speaking of the draft and it really beginning at number three, I gave a couple fans opportunities. If they guess number three, four, five, six, and seven correctly with the right player, the right team, I will give them a $20 gift card to the place of their choosing. So to start things off, you're about to hear from Muhammad Norton. He's from Dothan, Alabama, an Atlanta Falcons fan. This is what he had to say about the Atlanta Falcons' potential plans along with his predictions for the picks three through seven with a $20 gift card on the line. Muhammad, welcome to the sweet spot, man. How are you doing today? Uh, I can't complain, man. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, You know, the NFL draft is around the corner, as we all know. I understand that you're an Atlanta Falcons fan. You know, before you give me your thoughts on the picks and what will happen three through seven, you know, Julio Jones is being – thrown around the whole trade rumors right now man uh my aunt Yvonne always said it's somebody's job to leak those rumors inside that building uh Colin Cowherd has always said the these franchises leak these trades at a certain time for a specific purpose I mean we know new general manager Terry Fontenot has his hands full trying to figure out what direction the Falcons should take if you were the general manager what do you do? Are you trading Julio, yes or no? I'm trading Julio. You trading him? Yeah. Trading him. Yeah. Do, do you do you think they should have traded him already, like before today? Do you think it's, it's, it's something that should have been done a year ago or something? Well, you know, um, I think last year for me would have confirmed it for me. It's just, you know, uh, you hate to look at it. I hate to use the analogy of a horse, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And I just believe you didn't get the best races out of that, out of that horse, man. Uh, at this point in his career, um, you know, he's experiencing a lot of soft tissue injuries and things of that nature. Uh, it's been a long – it's been a, it seems like it's been a good while since you've seen a, a healthy Julio for a 16-game stretch, or better yet, a 12-game stretch. Yeah. So, you know, every other week you're seeing him on the uh, – you know, on the injury list with the, with the hamstring and things of that nature. And um, – you know, he, he he's had a good go in Atlanta. He, he, he no doubts goes down as the, uh, the the greatest Falcon of all time for his receiver. But uh, at this point, you can get something for him. Go ahead and get him out of there. You And, um, you know, you have Cal- Calvin Ridley and some other host of young receivers and things of that nature that you can, uh, you know, keep the, the boat afloat. Because at the end of the day, if you're not winning with him, it, it can't be that worse without him. So. Now, let me ask you this. Um, if they wait until June 1st to trade him, they save $15.3 million in cap. Are you mm-hmm. concerned about the money side, or are you more focused of getting picks in this year's NFL draft, the 2021 NFL draft? Yeah, well, well, at, at the end of the day, is at this point, it's nothing they can do but wait to June 1st. At this point, they, they can't do anything else but wait to June 1st. So, um you know, you pretty much just draft. If you if you if you have your mind made up that you're gonna uh, cut ties with them, you just draft. And I and I and I really think the pick that they're gonna go with, if somebody doesn't offer them something just out out of this world for that number four spot, I think what they're gonna pick is gonna allow them to stay to stay really efficient on offense anyway. So, um, you know. I, I, and we'll go into that more, yeah. I guess, when, when we do my mock draft. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking the, the draft pick that they're going to take is going to um, have it to where, uh, you know, with or without him, that offense is going to be in good shape as far as uh, from a passing attack standpoint. All right. So 
you mentioned your mock draft. Uh, those of you who are listening, uh, he's giving his takes three through seven. If he gets each one of those correctly, uh, there's a $20 gift card uh, at stake for my man's choosing. So starting off with number three, yo, we know number one, Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jags. Zach Wilson, number two, to the Jets. I feel sorry for him going to the Jets. That's but, a mistake. That's yeah. a mistake on, yeah, yeah. on both ends. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. all right, so so before we get into your picks, why do you not like Zach Wilson going to, to the Jets? I mean, you've got limited um, – I mean, the same things that you would try to tear down a, a – uh, what's my man name? Uh, Trey Lance and, yeah. and, and and things of that nature. I mean, Zach Zach Wilson is, has never had um, good stats against uh, stellar competition. Yeah. So you know uh, he he's pretty much he's pretty much did his thing. You know against uh, if, if subpar competition, if you will. So I mean, you take that into going into the AFC East. You're going into the uh, inclement weather of New York, uh, the, the the brightest spotlight, mm-hmm. the biggest stage. I mean, that's, you know, and it, hey, he may go and light it up, but I'm just saying out of all of the options you have out there, there's no way I'd be taking a Zach Wilson over. I mean, it, I went, I, it's no way I could take him over Justin Fields, not, for, right. not in the number two slot. But, you know, hey. They they, they, they they see with something they like. I think he I think he, he he's kind of a, a Baker Mayfield type of guy and um, hey we'll see what he got. Honestly speaking, I think I think Sam Darnold was a was a was an awesome fit if you were to build around him. Yeah. And and you'll see that this year in Carolina. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a chance to ball out, man. With Christian McCaffrey, a healthy McCaffrey back. Um, you know, DJ Moore, you know, Robbie Anderson. And, yeah, man, offensive coordinator Joe Brady, like, I think he's going to lick in his chops having a guy like Darnold. I love Teddy Bridgewater. I hope he finds a, a, a safe landing spot. But, yeah, I think Darnold will have a chance to prove the doubters wrong. And, man, Carolina could be that surprise team because their defense is on the way, too. They were just young last year. But I think the Panthers could be that team to watch out for, one of those, uh, one of those sleeper teams going into the new season. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that analysis that perspective when it comes to Sam Darnold I think he'll have a chance to really be that guy this year in Carolina now moving into your mock draft man number three San Francisco 49ers on the clock we all know they're taking a quarterback but which quarterback are they going to take who do you have them taking at number three they're going to take Mac Jones out of the Bro, University okay. of Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're going to take. That's what, all the, uh, that's what all the insights and everybody's saying uh, they're going to go with. So, yeah, um, Shanahan has Mac Jones, number right. three. So, Shanahan will get his guy. Apparently, it's Mac Jones. You know, I was reading um, just on ESPN.com that there's so many different voices on who, you know, people want inside that organization but they say ultimately it will be Kyle Shanahan's guy which is only fair like he's the head coach he calls all the plays he should have final say on who the pick will be regardless of John Lynch and anybody else that's inside that building so number four number four you had three Mac Jones going to the Niners what would the Falcons do are they going quarterback are they following somebody uh, behind Matt Ryan to eventually take over in Atlanta. What are your thoughts on Atlanta at number four? Man, Atlanta is going to do the right thing. We're not going to trade out of this spot. We're going to hone in on what Mel Kuyper says is the best tight end he's seen in over 40 years. We're going to go with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a stud, man. Um, You know, watching him last year, and seeing Florida without him when he didn't play, when, you know, Mullen set him against LSU and they lost. Like, Kyle Pitts is a beast, man. So, yeah, I think anytime you get a chance uh, to take a guy like Kyle Pitts, you take it. Because there are very few great tight ends in the NFL. I mean, if you look at the top three, you could probably go, of course, Kittle's number one, in my opinion. Kelsey would be two, and probably Darren Waller number three. After that, you have some good tight ends, but nobody stands out 
on an island like those three guys do. So I think Kyle Pat- Kyle Pitts would be that next guy, especially if he goes to Atlanta, having a guy like Ridley, Matt Ryan, who can still sling it. So, yeah, I think that would be an excellent pick if the Falcons do indeed go Kyle Pitts at number four. They could go several different ways, as we know. They could. They, they could, could go several different ways. Like, what are your thoughts if they did take a quarterback? If if Mac Jones is the guy at three, just, who do you want them to take? If, if they take a quarterback, who would you hope it would be? Uh, if they took a quarterback, I mean, I think uh, I, I would say Trey Lance because – the pressure to put him on the field early wouldn't be there as much as if it was a Justin Fields because we all know Justin Fields is a Georgia boy. Yeah, so yeah. he's a hometown kid. Uh, you know, get a good two, two, three game losing streak, and uh, the fans would be clamoring for some uh, Justin Fields. So just uh, for the sake of it all, I just can't see if they don't trade out of that spot. I can't see them letting Kyle Pitts get past. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be tough to pass a guy like Kyle Pitts, but. Staying on that quarterback topic with Atlanta before we move on to the Bengals, are you saying Trey Lance solely because of the 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 fan pressure that would come with you know Fields being from Atlanta, or do you actually think Lance will be a better prospect? I think solely because of that fan pressure. Because at the end of the day, once again, it's a business, and uh, you know you can't have all that 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 Matt Ryan contract is deep yeah. into the Falcons' pockets, and uh, you can't have all that dead cap. You know, you can't afford to bench Matt Ryan. You can't you can't afford to release him, and nobody else wants to pick him up with that contract. So with that being said, and you know what? When you look at the statistics, he didn't have a terrible year last year. He yeah. had a good year. The problem is every game was a shootout. Yeah. So you couldn't stop anybody. There's nothing wrong with the offense. So um, whether you, 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 you know, Matt Ryan is, is going to go on for – you know, a few years more or you plan on turning the page, there's no easier way to turn the page with getting an, another quarterback, whether it's next year or the year after, than having a, um, a, a a good tight end to build around. He makes life easier on a quarterback. So number five, the Bengals are on the clock. What do you All think right. Cincinnati should do? Cincinnati is going to dig right back in their bag down in the bayou, and they're going to grab the big play wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Okay, okay. Why Chase? Uh, he's just going to add on to what they already have at receiver up there. They got a, a good young bunch of receivers up there, man. Mm-hmm. You got the kid from uh, Clemson, I believe. What's his name? T. Higgins, uh, yep. T. Higgins, he's he's solid. Um, it was another guy there. I can't remember his name, but he was T- solid. You got a, Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. You got a you got a nice tight end over there. You got a good receiving and rushing running back and mixing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you throw Chase in there, man. Hey, Cincinnati was uh, a covering machine last year. Yeah. As far as with the point spread in Vegas, because they you know they they did a good job of scoring, man. Um, you give them another year. Uh, some of those close losses are turning to uh, close wins with uh, the you know with the young QB. Uh, he was very impressive, man. He looked like another Tony Romo. Um, <laughs> he, he's very, he was very impressive. I was impressed with him uh, a lot last year. So I think Cincinnati, man, they they have a chance to uh, add on to their weaponry, and uh, the future could be, start looking uh, brighter for Cincy. So at number six, the Miami Dolphins chases off the boards. Pitts is off the board, so neither one of them are an option. Are you going to get another weapon for Tua? I mean, Tua doesn't have to worry about Fitzpatrick over his shoulder anymore. No more late benchings. Tua is a guy. He does need help on the perimeter at the receiver position. Are you staying at receiver? What's your thoughts with the Dolphins? Yeah, they're going to stay at receiver, and they are going to get the um, the all-around weapon. Jalen Waddle, yeah, from, yeah, uh, Alabama. I think I think he not only can he help you, at, you know, in the slide or on the outside of receiver, but he also you put him back there in the return game and that, he can give you some good field position, which would um, you, you, hey, you add that good field position along with uh, the defense, the special teams that they got down there in Miami, very impressive last year, very impressive the year before when they was losing and they was playing good competitive football. Uh, the coach they got down there know what he's doing, man. 
um, I see him going to get a playmaker like Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, me and my good friend Chris Liuzzi, um, you'll hear him in this show as well. He is a Colts fan. He's an Alabama fan. But we had this conversation as well about do you take Waddle or do you take Smith? Who would you rather have? I've been on the Waddle train from day one, like seeing that guy's a freshman, uh, seeing what he did in the Iron Bowl with the four touchdowns he had. And, you know, I'm an Auburn fan, so it's like I couldn't even get mad because I love watching him play. Like he's just so electric. Every time he gets his, uh, his hands on the ball, it could be six. It could and, be a house call. Yeah, and people think, Okay, he's just he's just a, a fast guy. He's just a speed guy. No, this dude is a receiver. Like he he he's great uh, with hands, great with route running, and like you said, the return ability is there. I love the Waddle pick going six. Uh, Devontae Smith, we know he's a stud, but the numbers he wouldn't have had those same numbers if Waddle would have never got hurt. We may have been singing different praises for Waddle if he would have stayed healthy. Who knows? He could have ended up being that Heisman guy because Jalen Waddle is a special talent, man. Bama definitely has something cooking down there in Tuscaloosa when it comes to their, their receiving core. So you have Jalen Waddle going number six to the Dolphins. Number seven, the Detroit Lions, they need a bunch of help. I mean, they can't go wrong, right? I mean, Jared Goff is starting in a new era in Detroit. Detroit has been known as a – a, a bottom feeder for so many years. What do you yeah. think the Lions should do at number seven? What they should do is take the offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Okay. But that's not that's not what they're gonna do. <laughs> what they're gonna do is uh do what Detroit always does, which is the wrong thing. <laughs> and um they lost Galladay. Yeah. So now you need Marvin Jones a, a, a flagship <laughs> At, at at receiver, uh, Marvin Jones still is, is he, he, he yeah he went to Jacksonville. He went to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. so, you, so you got Galladay on the mar- Galladay went to New York. Yep. Okay, this makes it easy for me. <laughs> Number seven, Detroit Lions. Uh, they draft the Heisman Trophy winner wide receiver Devontae Smith from Alabama. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jared Goff can air it out. He he can he can make plays. I know you know there's some naysayers and it's you know, fairly, uh, you know, so with the whole criticism. But, yeah, I think it's imperative that they, like you said, address the need. You lost two big receivers. Go out there, get Devontae Smith, who we know can make plays. The key to him is going to be a size. I know people talk about the size, and, and size yeah. doesn't matter. But size matters to well, me. Size does matter. But, Listen, yeah, go I ahead. play receiver, high yeah. school, college. And uh, size matters, man. Yeah. They, they, they've got to get creative on offense, put them in motion, line them up off the ball uh, to where uh, people are not getting their hands on them at the line of scrimmage and jamming them up. You know, five, six foot, six foot one, 166. Man, you can only be so strong at 166, man, with them DBs, you know, out there, 6'2", 6'3", mm-hmm. 190. I mean, they get their hands on you. It's gonna be, it's gonna be trouble. So if they can get creative, put them in motion, that kind of some of the things they did at Bama, let them work in space, then he can be effective. But if they just plan on just sitting them out there as an X receiver out there, uh, out wide and, and just mono e mono one on one, it's it's gonna be ugly. So to recap your picks, yeah, 49ers taking Mac Jones, Falcons mm-hmm. taking Kyle Pitts. The Bengals taking Jamar Chase, Dolphins taking Jalen Waddle, and the Lions are going to take Devontae Smith. Now, out of those selections, which one did you struggle with most? Did you have one where you went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, or was it fairly easy in your mock draft? Um, I'll just say Detroit because you never know what Detroit is going to do. I mean, honestly speaking, Detroit – uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be it would it would be a smart thing to go to the um, tackle route in a Panesor or Rashawn Slater, but um, again, I don't know if it's a uh, quote unquote sexy enough pick for them because again, you lose your number one and your number two receiver. I mean, and you have a chance to make a splash and sell some tickets saying you have the Heisman Trophy winner receiver, you know, that 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 does have some cachet to it. But I think the smart thing would be would be to, to build a brick wall around 
Jared Goff because one thing Jared Goff doesn't do is uh, uh, you know, play well under pressure uh, from from a front four, and uh, yeah. the, the, you got to get him some, you got to get him some line help up there because one thing about Stafford, he's a good quarterback. He's a tough quarterback too, yeah. and he took a lot of he took a lot of punishment up in Detroit, man. He took a lot of punishment, and um, you know you don't want to put golf in that situation to to take that same type of punishment. Even though he's tough, he proved a lot to me last year trying to play with that bomb thumb uh, in the playoffs. But it was only so much he could do, and um, but yeah, so I just think they'll go for the big splash. And hey, when the last time has Detroit got a Heisman Trophy winner? So I think uh, I think they'll try to make that big splash now. Now, you may have already touched on this, and if so, you can double back, but okay. is there a player that you have reservations about? Like someone that these NFL draft analysts are sure about that's a you know can't-miss prospect. These mock drafts mm-hmm. had this guy going super high, mm-hmm. but you're not quite sure. Is there somebody that stands out to you? Yeah, um, most of these quarterbacks <laughs> up front, I mean – yeah, I be honest with you, man. I'm not completely sold on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not completely sold on him, and uh, and I'm definitely not completely sold on Mac Jones. Uh, and you know, Mac Jones, he could be, he could be the next best thing. But it's kind of hard to really gauge how good he is when you see all the talent he was surrounded with. Um. You know, with Tua, I think it was a little different. Just the way that ball comes out of Tua's hand, that ball, he can spin that ball, man. Um, and for him to come in like he did as a – was he a freshman at the time mm-hmm. when he came back in Georgia? Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, just, that, that, that just showed a lot of moxie. But um, And not to take away anything – well, I guess it does take away something from Matt Jones. But, I mean, you just don't you, – you, you never know because the receivers he had in Alabama, them boys was open. By two, three steps. I mean, hmm. you got Waddle, you got you got Smith, you got you know Najee uh, in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had some other guys that I didn't even name because I'm just not that really huge on Alabama, and I <laughs> I work on Saturdays, but I do see enough of football to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, anytime you got a, a, a top, I mean, and, and you know what? If we can rewind back in time, think about the days of Danny Warfel in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, he was highly touted everything coming out of college that's good and um you know but the reason was the, the reason behind it that you know the the unspoken thing was this the ultra talented receivers that he had you know yeah it, it, when you have those type of receivers out there that is just awesome it makes it can make a quarterback look good oh, you know for sure. and uh so you know it, it, it happened with danny warfel i'm not comparing him to danny warfel i think he has a better arm than danny warfel but um, you know, hey man, we'll see. One thing I know is Shanahan can make uh, lemonade out of, out of lemons. So you know, I, he it, it, the 49er pick, whoever the quarterback is that goes there, and what you think it'll be, Mac Jones. They they are blessed for going to a system with with Shanahan because it's an awesome system, you know. And they wouldn't even be looking for a quarterback right now if if uh, Jimmy G could stay healthy. But unfortunately, yeah. he's having issues with that. So. So, Muhammad, man, if you nail all five of your picks, three through seven, a $20 gift card is on your way. Where would you want that $20 gift card to come from? Uh, that's what I was going to ask you because I plan on winning it. <laughs> uh, well, other than Publix, um, I would say Longhorn. Man. Okay. I, I love Longhorn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, chicken porn. Parmesan-crusted <laughs> chicken. Uh, give me the creamy spinach and a sweet potato and a good old lemonade to go with it, my man. <laughs> I love it, man. I get the job done. That actually let me tip the uh, bartender maybe four or five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. take care of the bartender for sure, man. Hey, yeah. I like I like it, man. You you got it already. It's like you already can taste it. You already envision yeah. this gift card coming your way, man. You already got the meal planned and, and, and ready to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> NFL Draft Thursday night at 7 p.m. on ABC, ESPN, and the NFL Network. Muhammad, I appreciate you coming through the sweet spot, man. Corey, thanks for having me, man. Hey, 
Invite me back, man. I got a I get a sweet tooth sometimes, so invite <laughs> me back to the sweet spot so I can get my fix. I got you, man. We'll definitely make it happen, I promise. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. You take care and be safe out there. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, or phone 334-671-POOL. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business, providing custom printing and embroidery on t-shirts, polos, hats, boots, baby apparel, scarves, bags, and more. For churches, schools, sports organizations, family reunion t-shirts, or businesses that need personalized workwear or promotional apparel, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online rlcshirts.com. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch-A-Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As you just heard, Muhammad Norton share his thoughts on who he thinks will go 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 in the NFL draft. Now you're about to hear a recurring guest, someone who's been on the show quite a few times, but always does a fantastic job in the content he provides, Chris Liuzzi, Indianapolis Colts fan, which has been well documented in quite a few of my episodes this guy knows his stuff he's been doing his homework scouting watching film reading different analysis on different players here's what he had to say about his predictions in the nfl draft picks three through seven chris welcome back to the sweet spot man glad to have you back on the show no it's a pleasure to be back i always enjoy coming on here and talking with you and i appreciate you asking me to come on Yeah, man, you know, the NFL Draft, Thursday night, April 29th. Um, I will admit, I missed the old format where, you know, Saturday it was rounds one through three, Sunday is round uh, four through seven. Now you have to wait after one day on Thursday to see what happens in the second round. It's not like these are meaningless rounds. I mean, all rounds are important, but that second round, I... And, you know, I love the second round because there's so much more talent in the third round. Those are probably my two favorite rounds, second and third round. So I do miss the old format um, with the way it's currently set up. What are your thoughts on the way the NFL draft with the first round being on third uh, Thursday, second and third on Friday, and then the remaining rounds on Saturday? What are your thoughts on there, man? I, I guess I, I like it either way. I guess the thing with it now is it's a whole event. That's what they've turned it into. I mean, it's such a – I think the NFL draft was always an event for like people who are real into, you know, why, I mean, people like me and you are trying to, uh, who are we getting, you know, and, 
and all the the hoopla that comes with it. Whereas now it's like, I mean, last year or last year, two years ago when they hosted at Nashville, there was like over a hundred thousand people there. It's, I mean, it's turned into like just this big, big, big thing. That's really no other sport seems to have their draft kind of like that. Like an NFL has just really turned it into this big old thing. I, I bet that's why they separated it. Cause I can kind of, you know, stretch it out a little bit, add a little bit more mm-hmm. excitement, anticipation, that kind of thing. And I'm cool with it either way, but uh, I, I do know what you mean. It, it's with the change, man, which the NFL has a lot of change going on with the the, se- the 17 game season. You got the, you know, the, yeah, the draft isn't <laughs> the same format it was for a while. I don't know. They, the numbers, they just changed the numbers. NFL is, they're moving stuff around on it. I guess keep you on your toes a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely uh, keeping us on our toes, man, with the changes. And, you know, you, you mentioned about it becoming a whole event. I mean, that's where it's more money involved, too. So you have an, yep. an extra day involved where there's advertising and, and so much more that goes into a whole other broadcast by adding a third day uh, to this yeah. whole uh, spectacle. But, man, talking about your NFL draft, talking about your Colts, the Indianapolis Colts could go several different ways. I mean, you're looking yep. at a team – who maybe they'll be selecting this year's first uh, in the first round this year. I mean, last year they traded that 13th pick to the uh, Niners for DeForest Buckner. Uh, 2019 they traded out of with the Redskins. Uh, 2018 they had the number three pick move back to six to get Quentin Nelson, and we know how much of a home run that selection is. And you know, I came across a quote by GM Chris Ballard. He said, "The more picks, the more darts you have at the dartboard." As far as alluding to the talent the number of players you're able to access in any given draft so this is a guy who does not shy away from moving down in a draft I mean what are your thoughts with the Colts do you think they'll stand pat at number 21 or um, do you see them moving back into the second round Uh, from that same press conference you just referenced it sure sounds like we're gonna trade back which is I mean it's something we you know, we, we do every year. It seems like we the Colts are real big on trading back. And I think that'll be the same case this year. I, I, I told you the other day, I think unless one of the like the real top tackles were to fall, because I think that's I think that's going to be our first pick as, a, as an offensive tackle, left tackle specifically. So I think unless I, I don't think Sewell or Slater is going to fall. But if it, like a Darisol were to fall there, I think we'd take him. But otherwise, I, I, I think we try and move back and still snag i mean there's so many tackles this is such a deep like offensive line draft and that's conveniently what we need so i mean if we can trade back and still snag one of those clusters you know that guys that's in that cluster of players that we like i mean that's a no-brainer and because of the winch trade we don't have a third round pick and so any any way we can kind of shore up our picks a little bit and as you mentioned ballard loves we, we always have a ton of picks every year because it's just like i said more darts like you said so, yeah, I, I would not be shocked at all if the draft does not start for me until Friday. <laughs> yeah, you talked about needing your left tackle. Anthony Costanzo retired, uh, stud left tackle. He retired in January. This is a guy that, you know, was a first-round pick by the Colts back in 2011, the number 22 selection. Here we go 10 years later, the Colts are selected number 21. So, yeah, I think uh, if they do stand pat, it'll be one of those tackles, as you mentioned, but – you know who who knows man who knows uh this guy That's chris ballard man yeah yeah <laughs> who knows because it's the draft who knows because it's chris ballard somebody who loves more picks and i and i love his mindset because you know what it's all about the middle rounds like everybody puts all the attention and uh just kind of you know, it's kind of what, what's going on in the first round. That's what really matters most. And you want to hit on those rounds, but you know what? If you trade out of that round and you get another second or another third or two fourths or whatever it is, right. this is where you really make your roster. It's not about the first round solely. It's about the entire draft. And so right. Chris Ballard said he he, he is – that's something he was taught early on when he entered the league at, and being in the front office. I think that's even more important this year because of, you know, the the situation, you know, with the pandemic and everything. There, there's no, there wasn't a combine. They talked about how the scouts aren't able to go, and typically you're able to go and see the team. You're able to watch them practice, see the player, what they're like in practice. And there's, you have all the players that opted out. Like, if, if there's ever a year, I guess you want <laughs> some more darts, it might be this year because there's just so much information that we normally – have or that the teams normally have that they don't have this year 
And so it's going to be, you're going to see the teams who are really good at their film work, I think, this year, because, I mean, most of the scouting, it's it's all film. It's all they got. And it's old film for a lot of players, anybody who opted out. I mean, they had to go watch, you know, 2020, 2019 film. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It should be a fun one. It's going to be interesting to see. So, you know, when I approached you about this idea of listing your picks, number three through seven, um, mm-hmm. those who are just listening, just tuning in, there's a $20 gift card at stake for the guests who can correctly pick number three through seven. Starting off with your Niners, man, starting off with the Niners, let me uh, let me know who do you think the Niners will select with the number three selection? Because we know what's going on with one, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags, two, Zach Wilson to the Jets. But three, the Niners are already on the clock. Who do you have them selecting come Thursday night? And this is where I think I might surprise you a little bit. I have the San Francisco 49ers taking a pick number three, Trey Lance. Wow, okay, wow. Yep, and I I think I I see all the smoke with Mac Jones, and I get it, and maybe I'm just ignoring what seems like an obvious fit because I do think Mac fits them really well. But I just, they did all that trading up, you know, to pick number three. I just don't think... I don't know. I, I, it's got to be Lancer Fields to me. Like, I don't think you're making that trade for Mac Jones. Like, yeah. I like Mac Jones, yeah. but I just, I don't know. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe Kyle's just confident enough with a guy who can just run his system to a T. And and if Mac goes there, he'll be good because the 49ers have a really good, you know, support system around that. But in my head, they insist that Jimmy G is still a part of their short-term plans, at least. And so I'm like, okay, well, that takes out Jones. If Jones isn't going to play, take him out. They're going to get somebody who they can develop. And that leaves... Lance and Fields, and I don't. I think Lance kind of feels like more of that project guy. You sit him behind Garoppolo. He's got like a lot of the tools, you know. They talk about he's like a, he's a big guy, strong arm. He's had over, I think he had like eleven hundred rushing yards this twenty nineteen season. Like he's a true kind of dual threat quarterback. I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm going with. I wouldn't be surprised to take it any of the other way. Who knows? But I'm I'm going with Trey Lance, pick number three. So you getting this off? Started with a bang. Trey Lance out of North yeah. Dakota State, number three to the San Francisco 49ers. Number four, Atlanta can go s- several different ways. Some people are expecting them to take the next future signal caller for the Falcons. Kyle Pitts will be on the board more than likely. What are your thoughts for the Falcons? Which direction do you see them going at number four? Uh, I am on the pitch train with the Falcons. I think the Falcons take Kyle Pitts. I would not be surprised, especially in this scenario, if they take Justin Fields. But the reason why I don't think they go signal caller is Matt Ryan still hasn't fallen off yet. Like, and quarterbacks especially, I mean, nobody's like Brady, but they're between him and Rivers and Breeze are showing, you know, an inclination to being able to play into older ages a little bit. And uh, Matt Ryan's contract, the next two years, if they cut him over the ne- he's signed for the next two years, but the dead cap hit is over forty million each of the next two years. Like he's not going anywhere. You're, I mean, you can cut that, but that's a lot of that's a that's a big cap hit. So in my head, that tells me that they're going to run with Ryan for at least the next foreseeable future. And so they can take a quarterback, let him kind of you know sit back there. But how often do we see teams? We've talked about this before. How often do we see teams actually take a quarterback and sit him yeah. and let him learn? Doesn't happen often. Like, it's days. just, yeah, it doesn't happen. Especially if you're taking him a pick number four. Like there's going to be pressure to play him, and I don't think they need that. I mean, I I still like Matt Ryan. I think he's, you know, I don't think he's the problem with you know them not winning games. I don't think it's a Matt Ryan issue. So I feel like they take Kyle Pitts, who by all accounts is you know, he's a generational yeah. talent, you know, and. That's that's what I want when I'm taking top of the draft. I want a true game-changer type guy. I know quarterbacks you have to take sometimes if your team really needs it, but Pitts is a true generational talent. I think the Falcons take Kyle Pitts. So Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida, going number four in Chris Liuzzi's mock draft. Number five, Cincinnati. The Bengals will be on the clock. I saw a meme on Instagram where – it said, like, Joe Burrow was like, guys, I need a line. And the Bengals were like, we got you a new line. A new line of clothing, <laughs> a new line of clothing as far as their new uniforms they're going to have for the 2021 <laughs> season. What do you think the there Bengals are going to do at number five? Do they take Panay Sewell? I mean, what are your thoughts at number five? Do you have a surprise for me there? No, I, that's that's a big question with the Bengals. Everyone's wondering, are they going to go tackle, you know, likely Sewell? Are they going to go get Jamar Chase, you know, reunite the LSU teammates? 
and I'm, we talked about this before. I would think you have to build inside out. I'm taking Sewell there. I, you just saw ba- or, uh, Burrow get, you know, the injuries that he dealt with as much as he got hit last year. I mean, I, you have to take, you have to take the potential generational talent at tackle, right? Like, there's a lot of good receivers that you can still find in the middle of drafts. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't find tackles there, but I think it's a lot harder <laughs> to yeah. find premier starting tackles there. I know they signed Riley Reef, who's is he's a solid tackle, don't get me wrong, but Sewell, he's really young coming out. He's you know supposed to be a monster. I, I'm taking Sewell. You gotta protect Burrow. He's supposed to be your future. You want him to play there a long time. You're gonna be able to get more receivers. And I know they lost AJ Green, but I mean, I still like Boyd. Like, I, I like yeah. some of the guys they got there. I don't I, think they're that, you know, depleted at receiver. I, I'm taking Sewell at number five. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, You know, Tyler Boyd is a baller. You have, what, T. Higgins as well. Like, yeah, they're they're not hurting for receivers. I mean, and, and we talked about there's several other receivers that – will be available um, later in the draft. I mean, th- that's the thing about receivers. You you have four or five guys that are playing every Saturday throughout the country. So the fact that you – there's no need to necessarily take one early in the draft. You can find a Tyler Johnson like the Buccaneers did and mm-hmm. a Stephon Diggs who came out in the fifth round several years ago. I think Adam oh, Thielen yeah. didn't even get drafted, if I'm not mistaken, like – um, like there's so, there's so many good receivers, so many now, good man. receivers, dude. So there's of plenty of talent to be found in those later rounds. Number six, man. Number six, Miami. What do you have the Dolphins doing? What are your thoughts uh, on what that team would do down in South Beach? So Miami, you know, they originally traded back, and then they spend all that. You know, they they move back up to number six. So they move down, then they move back up, and I think that's to get. Two or more help. I think they're going to go after a premier pass catcher. And in this case, at pick number six, I think they're going to go Jamar Chase. I know the potential to reunite either Waddle or uh, Devontae is like, I, I get it. But you have questions with both of those guys. You know, Waddle's coming off the injuries, and, you know, Devontae with his size, which I don't get me wrong, I think he's going to be good. But, like, there's questions there. Jamar Chase doesn't really have any, right? Like, he's. He's I dude. think he's yeah. about as pro ready as you can get. I think he's a stud receiver. Yeah. He's, I feel like if you're trying to get to a help at receiver, I think Jamar Chase is a true number one. Even if he's not his rookie year, I think he'll be pretty dang close. Like I like Chase a lot, and I, I get the Alabama teammate stuff. I get it, but I, I think they go Jamar Chase. I think he's just he's really 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 good, and I think he'd help that offense a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. They do need a top pass catcher. They have some solid options. Um, you know, Devontae Parker, Preston Wills, uh, Williams. But they need that number one guy. And Jamar Chase is a guy you cannot pass on when you're putting all your eggs in one basket with a guy like Tua, like you said. Waddle, Smith, and, and, I, and, I, and I love those two guys, especially Waddle. But Jamar Chase, people forget how great he was because he didn't play last year. He opted out due to the whole COVID situation. <laughs> but that guy is a baller, man. So if he's available at number six, the Dolphins shouldn't hesitate to turn their card in and select right. Jamar Chase out Amen. of LSU. <laughs> Amen. So number seven, the Detroit Lions. To round round out your picks, number seven, Detroit Lions. This is a team that could go in several different directions. This is a franchise that we know has kind of been a doormat for several years. What do you mm-hmm. think Detroit does at number seven? So I think in this scenario, in my personal mock draft, that the Lions are very upset that the Dolphins took Jamar Chase because I think the Lions won Jamar Chase. They lost, you know, they lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Marvin Jones. Like I, they definitely, definitely need some receiver help. But they need a lot of help everywhere. That is a rebuilding roster. And in this case, I think they trade back, and I think they trade back with the New England Patriots who move up and select Justin Fields. Wow. That's no. That's my pick. No. Yeah, I told you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep you on your toes a little bit. So the yeah, Patriots wait. made all those moves this offseason. I mean, uh, they went crazy this offseason. The free agency, they signed. I mean, they're signing everybody left and right. I – I understand that Fields, if he gets drafted there, maybe won't play, at least not right away. But I just – I can't believe that Cam's the guy. Like, I, I last year finally got me off the Cam train. Like, I've been thinking, though, this will be the year for him for a couple of years now. And I just 
I don't think he's still got it. I, I think they move up. They try and get somebody for the future. You know, how often are the Patriots, you know, this relatively close, you know, to the bottom of the first round, or I guess the top of the first round. I don't know. I, I think they go in. They, they've been so aggressive this offseason. I don't see why that stops with the draft. And when somebody like Justin Fields drops in this case, I think they move up. They go get him. Because yeah, I, I think if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos take him at number nine. I think they got to move up ahead of them. Dude, Justin Fields to the Patriots. If that happens, God, because man, honestly, for me, you know, he could he could go number three, uh, and we know yeah, that's we know could, that's, yep. we know that's a possibility as well. So obviously, you have Mac Jones falling even even further because with round out your picks, you had number yep. three, you have Trey Lance going to the Niners, four Kyle Pitts to the Falcons, Panay Sewell tackle out of Oregon going to the Bengals, Jamar Chase to Miami at six. And then you have the Lions trading with the Patriots. The Patriots remaining that aggressiveness that you've alluded to in yep. selecting the quarterback out of Ohio State, Justin Fields, man. Now tell me, with out of out of those picks, out of those five selections, which one did you struggle with the most? Which one did you like? Just I couldn't, you couldn't really nail down, <laughs> and you had a trouble really making a decision. Which one of those picks gave you the most? Three trouble? and four, three and four are both really tough, but I guess I'll go three. I mean, I, we know it's quarterback, but. Gosh, trying to figure out which one because I do think it's between Lance and Fields. I don't, I don't, and maybe the Mac, there's too much smoke with the Mac Jones stuff that there's got to be something there too. But I don't know. Trying to figure out which of those three it is is really, really, <laughs> really, really tough. Pick four is tough too. I think the Falcons would like to trade down, but uh, I don't know. I, that third one, I've changed that pick I have at quarterback numerous times since you've asked me about the smock draft <laughs> stuff. So I, I'm going to go with that one. That was a tough one, man. Man, yeah, those are the uh, – I mean, like I said, I, I wish they would just, you know, kind of sail through those first two selections on the draft. I know they're going to hype it up. I mean, which is it's fair. These are uh, Lawrence and, 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 and your guy, Zach Wilson out of Zach BYU, yep. giving them their, their due praise and, and opportunity and recognition. But – Everybody's gonna or be you waiting know the on Jaguars three. Are gonna yeah. run down the clock too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do anything <laughs> stupid like that. Let's go ahead and turn the. You're on the clock, Roger Goodell. Once he says the Jags are on the clock, he should just go ahead and make you know, the selection right then. Yeah, let's not even <laughs> drag this thing out even further. Everybody wants to get to three and see what the San Francisco 49ers do with their pick. Now, those are your selections, and as I mentioned, if you get all five correct with the player in the team. You get a $20 gift card to the place of your choice. What is that place that you would like a $20 gift card if you do win, Chris? I guess I was, you were nice enough to you know, to hook me up last time. I guess I'd go with Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. Spot, man. <laughs> That's my spot. I love that place. <laughs> I go back to the well with that one. Man, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that it was going to be Texas Roadhouse because <laughs> that's my spot too. Anybody that knows me. If I'm not at Olive Garden, you know, Texas Roadhouse is my is my probably second favorite spot. But uh yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with Texas Roadhouse. It's got so good, man. I always Amen. get me a huge steak and uh you know, those rolls are awesome. They get me a a, a plate so full good. of fries. <laughs> so uh yeah, man. So I get it. $20 gift card to Texas Roadhouse. I'll put you down if you win that is coming your way. Dude, uh awesome. Chris, man. Dude, you're awesome, man. I love your take. Always good to hear your content and your thoughts on what you think will happen in the NFL. Man, I know you do your homework and your due diligence on every single player and team and not just the Colts. So I know you always provide just great content for the NFL in general, man. So I always appreciate you coming on Sweet Spot. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate you you know, coming on here. I was excited to do this, and I'm excited for the NFL draft coming up, man. It's finally after, you know, all the speculations, we can just put that aside, see who's going where, and just enjoy it, man. I'm excited. NFL Draft, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC, ESPN, and the NFL Network. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Pinch-a-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, 
They offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Penshapenny Pool Patio and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Our phone, 334-671-POOL. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinchapenny Pool Patio and Spa. As we close, I'll recap with Chris Liuzzi and Muhammad Norton's picks. Chris has Trey Lance going number three to the 49ers. Kyle Pitts, number four to the Falcons. At five, the Bengals will take Panay Sewell. At six, the Dolphins will select wide receiver from LSU, Jamar Chase. And then Chris has a surprise at seven. The Lions trading with the Patriots and the Patriots drafting Justin Fields. Muhammad had a different selection at number three. The Niners taking Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Atlanta Falcons at number four will take Kyle Pitts. Five, Bengals will get Jamar Chase, pair him with Joe Burrow. Number six, the Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. And then number seven, another Bama receiver, Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith to the Detroit Lions. Chris, if he wins a $20 gift card, his selection, as you heard it, is Texas Roadhouse, one of my favorite places. Then Muhammad said his $20 gift card is going to come from Longhorn. And you heard he already has his menu choice already selected. Parmesan crusted chicken said he's going to wash it down with some lemonade. Good luck to you guys. I appreciate both of you coming on the show, sharing your predictions. We know how unpredictable the draft can be, and I know you guys had a, uh, a lot of fun and probably a lot of back and forth in making your selections on which player will go where. Stay tuned for my next episode as I share some of my sleepers on guys who are not getting a lot of talk who will probably fall in the middle rounds. I'll share my thoughts on who to watch out for in this upcoming season. Until next time, always remember there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.